Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Ramblings from Two Meddling Kids, where we like to review movies. I'm Edward Hunt, one half, joined by my co-host... Mike Cunningham. And we are the Meddling Kids. And today, we'll be reviewing, not the Covenant, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Important distinction here. All right, for those of you joining us for the first time, we never spoil anything with the first five or ten minutes. We will give you a spoiler-free review from zero to five. From zero to five, we'll just kind of give you our overall thoughts on the movie. So if you aren't sure whether or not you want to see it, listen to these first five, ten minutes, then decide whether or not you want to go. Feel free to go. Just make sure you come back and listen to the rest. Or, hey, stay the whole time. I'm not the boss of you. All right, Mike, you ready to get started with a spoiler-free review? Yes, I am. All right, what do you think of Guy Ritchie's The Covenant? Guy Ritchie's The Covenant? I'm going to stop saying this full name. Um so I'll, I'm giving this movie a four, mm-hmm. um, just straight out of the gate. I, I guess I knew what to expect. I mean, they they laid it out in the trailer, um, but I guess I just wasn't expecting how good some of the cine- cinematography was going to be. I think uh, Guy Ritchie really um, filmed the action very well. Like mm-hmm. you, it really puts you in these scenarios that the uh, the soldiers were in, which was, you know, which was engaging. Um, I don't know if that was because we were in a theater. I don't know if a, a home release will have the same effect. Um, but it was, I don't I know, the action was great. The acting was great. The story was, you know, compelling. Um, I mean, I, Jay, I think Jake Gyllenhaal usually doesn't, doesn't miss. I know he, there's been a few here and there, but for the most part, he's really um, picked great projects to work on. Um, this guy, Dar Salim, was just uh, incredible. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I think the the biggest the the biggest draw of this movie was the the action scenes, because mm-hmm. um, I was mentioning like I played you know you played video games before like the Call of Duties and all, all stuff like that, um, and it felt like that, but like it was just a heightened sense of fear, mm-hmm. right? Because in a Call of Duty, right, like you can usually take a few hits or like, you'll regain health or something like that, but imagine Call of Duty where like every hit is you know fatal. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they did with this one because it was just like. I just, like I was saying in the theater, it was just like, I remember playing some video game where we're just like, I, could, I know I could take a few hits, so I'm very much an army of one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But with this one, it was just like, you see another wave of like um, soldiers coming. You're like, Jesus Christ, I just. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. Like, how, it was really, it was like very much every time. It was like, how are they going to get out of this? Um, yeah. And it wasn't as, like, I mean, maybe towards the end, it was more cliched. But it was just like definitely in the in the beginning of the movie, it was just like every time they encountered an enemy, it was very it was very much like, holy shit, how are they gonna get out of this? Um, and I think that anxiety and, and, and that adrenaline that was that you got from that really helped, um, really you know helped the movie. So yeah, I, I give it a four. I thought it was really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to give it a four. We've got to stop giving things the same review. No, but um, <laughs> I also thought it was really good. Um, I'm going to talk about my drawbacks first. Uh, my only real drawback was some of the dialogue, really. Um, and I guess maybe, like, the story was simple, but it was a, uh, but whatever. But the dialogue. Some of the more Shakespearean-esque dialogue at times that Jake Gyllenhaal delivered, I felt was like, I don't know how I feel about this. It kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, but... As a whole, like as Mike said, the action sequences were great. Um, yeah, it, it felt very realistic. I think you know, with all of that, I was like, I obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I've never been in the army. I've never gone on a tour of duty. But just seeing a lot of these interactions from like soldier to soldier, and maybe like soldier to like civilian, felt 
stuff felt like, okay, no, this is probably how it really was. And there was that sense of realism to it. Combine that with like phenomenal cinematography. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was great. Uh, well, Jake Gyllenhaal was very good, I think. Um, the dialogue took me out, but I'm not, I don't think that's really because of him. I think that's more the dialogue itself, not his acting. But uh, Dar Salim was fucking phenomenal. I thought he, you know, blew it away. I thought he stole the show. Um, so that was really cool. And yeah, as a whole, I just was watching this. I was like, wow, this is a very powerful movie. And the score and other parts, which we'll talk about as we go along, when like when stuff is happening and you, they're playing this score of like this like old, more like, you know, I guess um, Irish violins of sorts and set in a movie in Afghanistan, I was like, oh man, all hope is lost. I was like, well, all hope is lost. Pack it up, everybody. Uh, everyone's going to die. We're screwed here. Damn. And like, I felt that watching the movie. Um, and yeah, the plot was simple i mean but it was very straightforward of like this happens i'm tortured this happens right it's like bang 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 but as a whole really enjoyed the movie um yeah solid four out of five so yeah so i'd say uh from there everybody if you haven't seen this movie yet mike and i are saying hey you should probably go see it right yes, yes. yeah I'd say, like, yeah, 100%, it's just nothing wrong with it. Um, I'd say great in theaters. If you do want to wait, it's not going to be the end of the world. However, solid movie, worth the trip to the theaters, at least based on what we're saying. So, cool. So, now what we always like to do is give a little background. So, this movie takes place in a very far-off mystical land that we've never heard of before. <laughs> That's a joke. Sorry, everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's too early for comedy, apparently. Sorry, it's, it's early on our end. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Obviously, it does not. Mike, where does this movie take place? Give us some background on it, please. <laughs> Well, the back okay. So the Guy Ritchie, the Covenant, directed obviously by Guy Ritchie. Um, uh, the runtime is two hours and three minutes, which I, I think it did kind of drag. I think my only talking about like your drawbacks from it, I didn't mm -hmm. mind the Shakespearean um, some of the monologues from Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. but what I do, I will say is some of the um, flashback scenes or like kind of the slow motion mm -hmm. um, seem kind of drawn out um, at times. Fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so you know the the runtime could have been maybe like 10, 15 minutes shorter in my opinion. Yeah. Especially with like this fact that the story was kind of really simple. I guess mm -hmm. yeah, having such like a long runtime just kind of adds like yeah okay we get what's really going on here you're just kind of yeah. padding it. No, I hear that. So uh, the release date was April twenty first two thousand twenty three. The budget was fifty five million. The box okay. office um, this is the first time well one of the few times we get to do this because it you know we're recording a little bit later. The it finished third behind Super Mario Brothers and Evil Dead Rise uh, this weekend. Okay. Uh, with uh, a modest uh, six point two million, um, so not terrible, but you know, I mean, this is a very, I don't, I don't know how often people go to see war movies anymore, and especially with this subject. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, but once, like I said, I think this one, this one, it was still really good, and also it was going up against the juggernaut that currently is Super Mario, and Super the new, Mario and then the new uh, Evil Dead Rise. So yeah. Um, so, you know, a modest, uh, box office return for the first weekend, um, Rotten Tomato shit, I didn't look that up, but I think it was at like a 94 or something like that. It seemed really high, a 94, okay. maybe 81, 94, something like that. Um, and then the genre is action thriller, you know, which I, th I think it delivered on both, uh, you know, both of those. 
for sure. Um, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as John Kenley, Dar Salim as Ahmed, uh, Alexander Ludwig as Declan Brady, uh, Anthony Starr as Eddie Parker. You, most people know Anthony Starr as um, Homelander from The Boys. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily Beecham as uh, Caroline uh, Kinley, and uh, John Lee Miller as Colonel Vokes. So it's a, a fairly, um, I guess, uh, small. I guess not small cast, but it was just like the main players. There were there weren't too many. So because you're just mainly just following um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim's characters through through yeah. the desert. Yeah, for, yeah, um, for a solid solid like third of that movie, this is what you're doing. You're watching both of them go through the desert. Yeah. This is a nice cool. little. So like, Guy Ritchie has had a nice little run in the past mm-hmm. few years. So he had The Gentleman in 2019, I think Wrath of Man the year, a year later, and this year he had two. I think the Operation Fortune, which we talked about with um, mm-hmm. with uh, April Ludgate and uh, Jason Statham, um, that came out. But I think that I mean that one was cool. It had like Hugh Grant and um, Josh Hartnett as well. But um, so he's been he's kind of my favorite director for the past few years um so it was nice to see him deliver and he's literally been doing um i kind of kind of uh really stretching i guess it mainly those those first three were more crime mm-hmm. and this barely i kind of out of his wheelhouse uh which was nice yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that's yeah no i mean yeah because definitely with guy Ritchie, i mean it's like what snatch um I'm blanking on Lockstock. Yeah, Lockstock. So he definitely, he was typecasted a little bit for sure, I think. Not in a bad way because all those movies are great, but that was like, these are the movies he makes. So then to see him kind of make this movie, and I was like, oh, okay, Guy Ritchie. Like, this is very different than like Mm -hmm. other movies that you've made, but really, really good. Granted, he also did like Sherlock Holmes too, right? The Robert Downey Jr. And a lot of himself. Yeah. So I mean, like, so he has definitely gotten out of it, but with like before this, when I thought Guy Ritchie, I thought, uh, you know, Snatch the crime dramas, yeah, exactly the crime drama. So to see That's him go set in um in London, and like the mm-hmm. old London crime. Yeah, know, exactly, or somewhere in the UK. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So thank you, Mike, for the background. So now, before we get into some of our play-by-play of the movie, so spoilers are coming up. If you are still here and don't want anything spoiled, don't blame me if you stay. Uh, quick word from our sponsors, uh, Just Be, aka me. Uh, my name is Edward Hunt. I'm on the Just Be team of Compass in the DMV. That's DC, Maryland, Virginia. So if you want any advice or need anything home-related in the DMV, feel free to reach out to me anytime. That is, you need contractors, a good lender to refinance, or you just want advice on the market in general. Please feel free to ask me any questions. Also, since Compass is a nationwide brokerage, even if you're not in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia, say, let's uh, pick New Mexico today. Um, If you're in New Mexico and you need an agent, feel free to reach out and I can find you a phenomenal Compass agent who will be able to help you through everything that you need. Also, uh, things should be coming out shortly of another fun little Kickstarter project that I've been working on. Um, Not yet. I still need to get a video editor uh, for it, but I'd say in the next week or two. But cool. Awesome, everybody. Thank you so much. And let's get started with our play-by-play. So where does this movie open? What's going on in this? I'm confused. Um, <laughs> I can see that you're a teacher. because that's, that's I don't know what's going on. I don't care. Yeah. All right, let me, like, one question at a time, please. Um, so the, there's opening text as it, I think that it, it's, um, a camera pans over the, uh, the desert landscape and there's mm-hmm. opening text about uh, shortly after the attacks on uh, September 11th, um, American troops were deployed to Afghanistan. 
um, and around the same time, they the American Army, uh, the U.S. Army, uh, recruited and hired interpreters from Afghanistan to kind of help um, um, help the American troops, you know, kind of navigate the lands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and be, you know, for joining the um, the American Army, uh, they were promised special visas. Um, so I think that's the the main background. And then you jump to March 2018, um, and you meet John uh, Kinley, played by, like we said, Jake Gyllenhaal, and his uh, his team. I think they had a 33rd Regiment or something like that. I just remember seeing 33. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't fully remember that. Yeah. Some of the more finer military details, I kind of just glossed over. I'm not like I, I get I it. I think like, the fact that like my, my dad was in the Navy and for a bit that, that was my dream to you know, okay. be in the military. So like certain things like that, sometimes I do notice. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so his um, his uh, troop, uh, <laughs> I'll call them. Um, you meet, you know, the different members of his troop. Um, they are at a checkpoint in Afghanistan. And mm -hmm. his um, his his group's job is to look for IEDs, which are improvised explosive devices. Um, and so he has his group and then an interpreter as well, a part of his group. And so they're at the checkpoint. Um, his interpreter and one of his uh, soldiers are um, at the at a truck that stopped. And the interpreter is talking to the, the guy driving the truck and he's saying, oh, you're a traitor. And mm -hmm. I, you get kind of a back and forth between them and their language that um, and he's I think the interpreter is being very calm, like the guy's like spitting, you know, spewing um, hate at him because of the fact that he's working with the with the Americans. And he's just simply asking, you know, can we get out of the truck? What do you have in the back and stuff like that? So like the guy stops the truck and um, they take they go to the back of the truck and they ask him to open it and he starts to sort of back away. Yeah, and um, this is when it's you real, see it, like John get a little bit, you know, uh, wary, like what's going on, because the rest of the troop is just kind of talking about what they're gonna do, that you know, for the rest of the day. They're coming. You can tell that they realize that their job is important, but they also like are kind of bored in a way, mm -hmm. right? They feel like they're being underused. So it's like you can definitely see this kind of nonchalance to the other soldiers um, near uh, John. You know, they're cracking jokes and stuff like that, but they're not really paying attention. But John does get alerted to when the interpreter and one of his soldiers have to go behind the truck to check, you know, the contents. And the the driver of the truck starts backing away from it. And then as soon as he's kind of clear, um, the truck explodes. And you, uh, the interpreter and that soldier are killed. Um, so shortly after, we uh, meet. John and his team on the base, and they're getting another soldier. Well, another pause. So with yes. that, of just kind of like that entire like opening scene, I think like it does a great job of just going in and be like, "Cool, you're thrust right into what this mm -hmm. world and lifestyle is like." And like exactly as you said, Mike, of like, I'm not 100 percent if I'd say like bored as much as if they're just like very calm. They're like, "Yep, this is another day of us. Like, we're at this checkpoint. We're checking stuff as they go through." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're definitely there. There is that nonchalance about it for sure. Yeah, like, maybe not. Yeah, bored was maybe the wrong, the wrong yeah. word to use. Very nonchalant, like you know, this is yeah. just another day. Yep, this is another day. Yo, you know, chow chow. Do you have food? Oh, blah blah blah. It's gone. But then, yeah, as soon as anything starts kind of going down, you know, uh, Sergeant John, uh, so Jake Gyllenhaal's character, he's like, "Oh, whoa, okay, shit, what's going on here?" Real quick, and mm -hmm. then even like with that, and I don't want to get political on this because that's uh, way above my pay grade but you really but the difference of seeing someone who 
is well, obviously we know the truck blows up. So clearly he's involved with the Taliban or involved with like more radical groups in Afghanistan versus the interpreter, who is also another person that lives mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. To see that clash right there in the beginning, you're hit with like, okay, this really made like an us and them situation, even of like the people of Afghanistan. Of yeah. like the interpreters are seen, you know, granted, like, and it goes throughout the entire movie of like, there's a lot of people in Afghanistan who hate on the Taliban. And then yeah. I think it's for the most part, it's the people in the Taliban who are hating on the interpreters. Um, but there's a lot of like butting of heads from the two different ideologies of the people. And it's like, it was illustrated very well here. So like, it's I, no, I, I definitely agree. Cause it, yeah, obviously when 9-11 happened, I was a, a preteen, like, you know, yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to global politics or anything like that. Um, and so it wasn't something that I was really aware of. So I think for a very uninformed American like myself, I mm -hmm. just assume that, you know, we were all the Af Afghanistan people were the Taliban, in a, in a, you know, just kind of generalizing yeah. and not really mm -hmm. looking into it. So I think you're right. It did really illustrate that the Taliban was a, a small faction of yes. people in Afghanistan. It was not all of them. And mm -hmm. I think that really, it really helped shape, you know, shape the story of the movie, but also just shape my mindset on what was happening at that time. Because like I said, I was too young to really lean into it or really pay attention you know that was that was big people stuff you know yeah. um so i think it they, yeah you're right it did a really good job of explaining that the difference between the the people that lived you know lived there mm -hmm. yeah and this was even like because i think now it was it did they say set in 2018 before this scene or before the next scene uh, I think 2018, like, uh, right before this scene yeah, so then this is even like, you know, 2018. So 9-11 was 2001. This is 17 years later. You still have this stuff going on. And then, you know, with what happened in 2021, well, which is mentioned at the end of the movie, like there's definitely a very big thing here. But I think I think that's a great example of what you just said of like so much got simplified to, oh, all the people in Afghanistan are the bad guys. And like 9-11 happened when I was in third grade. And that was definitely kind of the narrative. Well, it wasn't like it was the, there's a lot of bad guys over there. We got to stop them. We got to save her. But there's just, there's so much more in this, you know, not microcosm, macrocosm of this country going on behind the scenes that I think was illustrated pretty well just in that quick, like, you're like the guy in the Taliban, you're a traitor. What are you doing? Interpreter. Okay, sir. I'm just trying to like help this because he's trying to do right by his family. And also like, there's a lot of other issues that happen for sure. So yeah. that's all I really want to get in politically. <laughs> but so we're back to the base. So unfortunately, Jack-Jack and the interpreter blew up last time we saw. Mm -hmm. And then we're back at the base. Yes. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're back at the base. Maybe maybe a few days later. I don't know. They have, the t You know, time is very, mm -hmm. you know, they weren't really specific. But they're getting a uh, replacement soldier for Jack-Jack. And then um, John is also um, recruiting a new interpreter uh, for mm -hmm. them. And uh, and this is where you we you first meet Ahmed, mm -hmm. um, because the guy I guess the guy who's like um, the the recruiter or whatever is saying like he knows a bunch of languages and he knows you know the locals and stuff like that. Um, so uh, John calls uh, Ahmed over and immediately gets his name wrong. He calls him Ahmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they have it. I think I think this exchange was like really cool, like where he was just like, you know, what did you do? What did you do before you joined the army? Because I think Ahmed, when I was mm -hmm. messing it up, Ahmed had been in the army for maybe like five years or something like that. He was saying, yeah. And um, before that, he was a an engineer, mm -hmm. um, or a mechanic, either one. Um, but 
he was saying how if it has an engine, I can, you know, I can, I can work on it. So like yeah. John, you know, quickly he's sitting in a truck and he says, so what is, what is that pointing to something in the engine? Mm-hmm. And Ahmed just goes, well, that's an engine, sir. And <laughs> basically the equivalent of, are you giving me lip boy? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it was like a kind of this showing that, you know, he does res- like Ahmed does respect, you know, the fact that he's in the army and he is a, um, you know, he's a soldier. There's a, there's a hierarchy there, but he's definitely, there's a personality there. Yes. Um, he's got a strong personality. So I think this, this exchange definitely um, warms John to him. So, he, you know, he, he lets him know initially what they do. You know, they search for IEDs. So, like, and obviously he, you, you're replacing somebody who passed away. So, obviously, we do get into the shit a bit. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, a little rough and dangerous. Um, and Ahmed says he understands. And so John introduces both the new recruit and the new interpreter to the team. Um, and then we're immediately in the, in kind of another, another scene of what, the, what that, the 33rd, I think it's 33B or something like that, but sure. what they do. So they just like, they walk through the city based on certain intel and they check out, they're checking for, I guess, munitions hubs for IEDs and armories for the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And so they're walking through the city and you get more of the exchange, like through the soldiers where it's just very nonchalant even though they are in a war zone and it can be very dangerous, they, they're kind of really just focused on, you know, uh, what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And so they go to a, you know, some, like, it looks like a warehouse. And Ahmed is in, immediately says, it was like, this, you're not going to find anything here. Right. Yeah. He was just like, you know, I know this city, you know, and all that stuff, but John, He's a just, you know, being, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. John just, you know, being a sergeant just goes, you know, tells them to, excuse me, to knock on the door, the guy comes and Ahmed is immediately talking to him, basically just saying like, they're going to come in, you know, mm-hmm. it just, as long as you just let them come in, it, this will be peaceful and quick. Um, and even the guy is like, you know, I fully understand and this is what you were saying about like, even the people in the town that aren't a part of the Taliban are against the Taliban. So he says, no, I'm not, yeah, we, we don't do anything with the Taliban. We don't like them. Yeah. Um, but, Ahmed just, you know, reassures him. It was just like, it's going to be some, because Ahmed knows exactly what that place is. Yeah, Um, exactly. And so, but still, so like the guy lets them in and you just, like they they scan it, everything's clear and you just find, I think it's like just an opium den or something like that. Or just like, people are just, yeah, Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was like, yeah, opium den or like hookah, you know, which is they yeah. all have like, there's a bunch of hookahs everywhere. So I don't know the proper way of smoking opium and other random things. Like there was heroin later, but it was like leaves. I was like, is that really heroin? But then again, I have no idea. So, you know, if it could be, fuck it. <laughs> but either but, way, this um, would be a drug den of some sort. But like, I guess yeah. I don't know if it's legal or not. Like soldiers don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, this, that's not what they're there to do. So it's just like, they're not the police of these yeah. people, right? And so um, initially, John is like, all right, so I'm going to stay here. Yeah, so he's like, I'm <laughs> going to stay here and smoke up. And, <laughs> and then he decides against it. Um, and then so they leave. And then John goes to his one of his superiors, the Colonel Volks that we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, um, kind of saying that it, not that he's feeling underused. It was just like he kind of feels hogtied and yeah. the method that they have to go about um, finding these IEDs. It was like, if you let me you know, kind of do it my way, we get results. Mm-hmm. And then the, the colonel goes, I mean, I don't care, you know, how you get it done. Just kind of either just either get it done or don't type of thing. But we never I'm had kinda, any conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of giving him the OK. And then um, John meets with um, another sergeant, Sergeant Declan. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they have, once again, <laughs> another exchange between soldiers. Um, and uh, Declan gives him some un- more intel. So just like these printouts of possible um, uh, suspects from the Taliban. And so John immediately takes, sorry, go ahead. What was it with all of this too? And then even like with like, and this was of the realism. And again, I'm not a soldier. I've never done a tour, but I truly from like interacting, like I have family in military. I have friends in military interacting with them. I'm like, Oh, this is a hundred percent how they talk to each other. You know, mm-hmm. maybe just a, a lot more PG. Cause it's a lot more of like, Oh, buy me dinner first. Then we'll talk about this when <laughs> they probably might use a little bit more explicit language. Um, but even as a whole of like, the military guys like joking with one another about dumb stuff and it's like oh you know like oh you never think of me first and blah, blah blah like very like casually throwing out like jokes about everything is very funny or even like uh when john at the opium did he was like hey chash how keep that pipe out your mouth you know just like you know there is all this stuff going on but i think it's you know if you're in such a stressful situation you need to keep that sense of humor up so i think that's how they need to interact with one another for sure but yeah so really just of that and even like with the um, with the colonel being like, "Hey, we never had this conversation. Like, just get the results done. We never had this conversation, so I don't want to hear about it." And then keep it moving. I'm like, "Yep, that's that seems pretty right, spot on." <laughs> yeah. So he takes the uh, information that Declan gives him and goes straight to Ahmed and says, "Do you recognize any of these men or this man specifically?" Mm-hmm. And Ahmed says he does. So like that night, they go back into the city, um, disguised, and um, they find the guy. Uh, uh, I guess abduct him um, mm-hmm. and take 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 him to get interrogated. Yeah. Um, and so basically, they just want they just want information about where the Taliban is um, uh, munitions hubs are. And so, initially, Ahmed is having a conversation with the this suspect, and just like the exchange earlier at the checkpoint, you do see like. He's obviously a member of the Taliban, and he's uh, cursing at the interpreter for being a part of, you know, working with the United States military. He's saying that, you know, I'm going to kill your your family, and I'm going to kill you, and just all these threats. And you see the calm and cool collected size of Ahmed, where he's, like, not interpreting everything mm-hmm. back. He's, I think that's what was interesting, too. He said that earlier. It was just like, I'm not a translator. I'm an interpreter, right? Yeah. Translator is just going to give you, you know, word for word what was said. But I think he's just kind of taking um, everything that's said and relaying the, you know, the information of what, you know, how he conveyed it, uh, which was interesting. I, I kind of like that that distinction. Yeah. Um, and just the browbeating he's getting from this dude where it's like, I'm going to kill like I'm going to kill you in front of your family. But don't worry, I'll immediately set the dogs on your wife afterwards. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Like that was uh, true. I was like. Oh, I felt a little uncomfortable. I was like, and it was yeah. meant to make you feel that way. But I was like, oh man, that's, oof, okay, that's rough. Yeah. But so uh, they, you know, brother said like they'll give you X amount of money. We just, mm-hmm. you know, we just need information. And yeah. um, initially he's hesitant. Uh, so they give him some money, and he says, you know, I, you know, I, I might know a little something. And then mm-hmm. like, so this is where. Uh, you get the clash between John and Ahmed where mm-hmm. Ahmed is saying like, Oh, he wants more money. And then yeah. he'll tell us. And then John says, no, no, no. He'll get the money after we, you know, we confirm that the Intel is good. Yeah. But I think Ahmed, you know, Ahmed even tells John, he's like, it'll be easy if you just give him the money. Mm-hmm. Um, John pushes back, but Ahmed kind of, you know, does it calls an audible and gives the guy more money and they give the information. 
Yeah. Um, and as when they get back to the base, you see uh, John talk to one, I guess his second in command. Eddie. Because he yeah. also speaks the language, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like. Um, yeah, but he says, you know, what happening. But uh, he can't be the inter. Eddie can't be the interpreter because he's also, you know, wearing, like, I guess, I don't know. I guess maybe he really could be technically. But either way, he's not a local. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. But but anyway, so it's like, obviously, there's someone in John's troop that can also speak the language. Mm-hmm. Or at least uh, uh, get it, um, interpreted a bit. So uh, uh, John asked uh, his second in command, like, what was being said. And uh, he lets him know that the guy was threatening Ahmed's family. And then they mm-hmm. also had done a background check and found out that Ahmed, before working with um, the United States government, he was like working in the like in drugs with his brother. Yeah. Um, until the Taliban killed his son, and yeah. so like there's a bit of a you can you know there's obviously a, a vendetta against the Taliban um, on a, on the side of Ahmed, and so John goes to talk to Ahmed and says you know one kind of chastising him for um, going against what he you know what they had agreed on during mm-hmm. the interrogation. Um, but, and then that's what, that's where you get that exchange from Ahmed. So he was like, I'm not a translator, I'm an interpreter. And it, yeah. I think it's very interesting too, right? It was one of those things where like, like I said earlier, like the military obviously has hierarchy and like you're supposed mm-hmm. to stay in your place. But I think Ahmed is towing those lines where like he's, you know, he, you also have me here for a reason. So yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stay silent in these moments or whatever. Um, and there is like a little bit too of like, military with being like a little arrogant almost of being like no we know the right way to do this and you're like no well yeah. i mean like the man does know the town very well and he knows kind of yeah. it would it would help it would behoove you a little bit to listen you know to what the man has to say <laughs> but uh you know military did not and i think yeah yeah we don't need to get into anything political but yeah, i think that was like when stuff got pulled out i was just listening to a lot of uh things and i was like okay we just got to learn from everything that happened in afghanistan when we had to pull out but i digress mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so from the intel that they got from the interrogation, they find that there's two locations of, um, of you know, um, the Taliban's munitions hubs. So the next morning, uh, John, first he tells uh, Colonel Vokes um, what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they're on the base, uh, sorry, yeah, they're standing on the base kind of like um, strategizing the route to take and how to, how to go. And they have another... Um, I don't know if he's an interpreter. Maybe he's just like a scout from Afghanistan. So he but might have been he, a, I think he was like an Afghanistan soldier. So like, you know, there was like, you had the U.S. soldiers that were there in Afghanistan. And they also had like the local, you know, military there too. That like the U.S. soldiers were also training um, Afghanistan soldiers who were against the Taliban and for the new, I guess, democracy of Afghanistan. I think it was a democracy. Again, I don't fully know all of the details. But so he was like a local soldier for sure. That was like, you know, was also in the operation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's telling them that, you know, the best route to take, you know, would be this way because the um, the roads are flooded or something like that. And they're like, OK, cool. So they excuse me, they set out. And mm-hmm. when they get to this kind of fork on the road where, this, you know, he the guy suggested to take the right way instead of the left. Uh, Ahmed kind of once again steps up and says, you know, stop the truck. We need to, you know, stop the truck. We need to talk. Yeah. And he tells John that um, there's something fishy about the intel that the guy gave. Because once again, he is also a local. He knows this yep. area. Mm-hmm. Um, the rains wouldn't have flooded out that way. It sounds like he's leading us into a trap, and into an ambush. Yeah. And John's just like, you know, why, 
once again, I think it's interesting, like talking about the arrogance of the American, uh, the U.S. military was just like, mm-hmm. we we know what we're doing type of thing. Yeah. Like, this so, may have been vetted. We know what we're doing. What are you talking about? That's crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, just, hey, bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think John still takes his, you know, his warning into, so they get the mm-hmm. guy to do a, an aerial, you know, get an aerial shot of the, the, um, the area. And also they had, he has two of his, um, two of the soldiers kind of like scope it out using like, um, binoculars and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. while this is going on, uh, Ahmed goes to talk to the the um, the soldier, the Afghani soldier. Yeah. And um, you see, talk he's attacked him, and he has yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's attacked him, and he has him like on the ground with a gun pointed to his chest, uh, to his face. Yeah, and he's he just saying, dug right in there in his jaw. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, this guy is lying. Um, you know, he's he's leading us to you know to an ambush. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, John is like, you know, you know, back down. You know, I'm not going to tell you again. So like, there's just, you know, just this standoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that the um, the guy says that you know they have my family type of thing yeah. like that. And then at this at the same time, um, the guy who's getting an aerial shot says, oh, there's definitely some some movement out there. Um, yeah, it's an kind of set up for an ambush, right? So. Um, John does take Ahmed's gun, but you know they go back to the trucks and they they decide to turn around and go back to the base. Yeah. Um, and then that night, you see John on a Skype call with his uh, his family. So he has a wife and two kids. I think I believe mm-hmm. a son and a daughter. So he talks to them. Um, and at the I think it was a nice parallel. You see John talking to his family, and Ahmed goes home to his to his family, and his wife is uh, pregnant. And you, super you pregnant. She's like ready yeah. to pop. Yeah, like she is just like I'd say within days, you know, <laughs> like that child is coming. Yeah, yeah. And so the next day, um, they move to do go to raid the second munitions hub, mm-hmm. which is about it's, they said it's three hundred clicks away, so it's about like three hours. Yeah, I think um, three hundred clicks would be like three hundred kilometers. Yeah, like, clicking exactly, a kilometer yeah. is the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just like it's three hours away. Um, and so, you know, they set out. Yeah. And they I think they get to a mine or something like that. And there's a few guys there, so like they um draw their gun draw their weapons on the guys to, to you know, ask them what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. And the guy the main guy that they're talking to he says he was like, Oh, the Taliban, oh we hate them. Like they but this is you're not you're in the wrong spot. He's just um, like, Oh, they're very bad. They're they're over there though. Not not here. Yeah. They are over there. And I was like, That's that'd be sketchy no matter how you phrase that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so the um while he's while this guy is telling them where the you know, they're the Taliban are at some other location, you see a guy in a um I guess a shipping container that's there mm-hmm. and he's calling, you know, the, the Talib the Taliban higher ups and he's like, the the Americans found the mine. And so the guy's like, oh, we're going to send more, we're going to send more troops. Yeah. And so John, I think, like you said, he's, he's very suspicious of this guy. So like they, um, I think they, they kind of lock, not lock them up, but like, um, uh, tie their hands or something like that. And then like go to. Yeah. Well, as soon yeah, as they right. found the dude on his phone, it was like, you know, before they're like, Hey, everyone just right here, we'll talk to you. And as soon as they found a dude on his phone, they're like, Oh shit. So then they're like, all right, they got to tie everyone's hand behind the back. So that way mm-hmm. to try and like stop it. And they're like, okay, we need to yeah. look. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you have the one, the sniper up there, like, you know, surveying the land just in case somebody comes. Mm -hmm. And then you have John, uh, Ahmed, and I think his second in command kind of searching throughout the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, his name's also Eddie. I realized this. So there's Eddie, who's Eddie. like you know Anthony okay. Starr, but then there's the other Eddie too. So there are two Eddies in this movie, which you know, hey, okay. Edward's a very. Well, I guess nice they movie. did call the, um, Eddie just Parker by his last name. Fair. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Eddie, John, and Ahmed are searching through the this um this site, mm-hmm. and they stumble upon one. Uh, so one group stumbles upon like a bunch of guns. Mm-hmm. Eddie. Uh, John and Ahmed find um, the IEDs yeah. in this uh, kind of, in another, not a warehouse, but another kind of this house or hut, something like that. And, and then they, they also see... Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also see the, um, some Taliban members uh, filming something where, like, I think they've tortured some guy. Yeah. Um, and they're filming it or whatever. So, like, they immediately go in. They shoot, like, they shoot everybody. And then they also noticed that um, one of the guys there was the was the driver of the truck from the checkpoint mm-hmm. that had uh, set off the set off the bomb at the checkpoint. So they immediately kill him. Yeah. Um, but they, since they're not paying attention, uh, they another guy burst out of the back of the room and shoots Eddie. Yep. So he's a little bit, you know, I think they shot him in the shoulder or something. He's like, like I don't, yeah, yeah. And so they take that guy out. They, you know. And they they set up bomb um, for the IDs for about like three minutes or something like that, and then mm-hmm. they kind of go to leave. And this is when uh, the the sniper realizes that there's um, there's backups or reinforcements coming. Yeah. And so the team gets ambushed, and I, it's, once again, it's a just very intense action mm-hmm. scene, and it it puts you right there. Yeah. Like because you know that you know I think it's it's a it's refreshing when you know that the stakes of you know. Um, the stakes of for these characters, right? I think we've mm-hmm. watched so many movies currently in Hollywood where there's so much plot armor for characters where you know they're not gonna die or something like mm-hmm. that. So it doesn't. There's no. There's no. There's no. There's no fear there. He's like, you know, yeah. they'll be fine. But I think in this movie, it was like, oh no, 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 no. Now you know. I think because of the trailers, you know, kind of who's who's safe. But it was just like everybody else was like, you're not yeah. really sure. And so I think that's mm-hmm. what. And then also he just filmed great action sets. Uh, set pieces so like um yeah if you see each as you know the members are fighting off the the approaching um taliban soldiers and so you know one by one they each get gunned down or um and some uh you know gunned down and the only ones that are able to escape are john and ahmed in a in a truck um and And with that just for the whole scene was just the score. And that's what I was I mentioned in like in the mm-hmm. spoiler free review part. But yeah, but like, yo, that score while this is going on, it does it's like it's it it's like violin and like more like classical kind of more and it sounds more like um, you know, I guess UK. So I don't know if it's like Irish or what this sound really is. But like while that's going on, while all the soldiers are dying, it's like I was like, oh man, yeah, I'm just like filled with this sense of hopelessness. You know, watch mm-hmm. in a good way. Like it wasn't like, oh no, it, like in a good way I was like drawn and I was like, oh no, this is really bad. This and like everyone's just dying left and right and you're just like, holy crap. So like the action scenes as you said filmed with that score you know, just imposed on top. Uh, it was a great scene. It was a great, super stressful, very well executed yeah. scene. So yeah, right here. Yeah. And so they, um, excuse me, they, 
um, Ahmed and John drive off in a truck, but slowly, you know, the, the, the tire gets blown out, so they have to go on mm-hmm. foot. And they're just yeah. running through the, 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 the desert. Well, not, I guess, desert, but more, yeah, I guess, desert, wilderness, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And, and the Taliban is, you know, chasing after them because they they call up to the higher ups from the Taliban and they said, oh, we need all of them need to, you know, be found and killed. Well, they've and got to be captured just, alive. And like, I think it's done yeah. so great here where like they had it. And like, because you look at it, like, OK, why do you need to because like, the Taliban, unfortunately, and like pe- everyone, I guess, I don't fucking know, whatever. But people torture people and it sucks and it's yeah. a very terrible thing. But you had just seen the Taliban torturing that guy. So then when like the leader of the Taliban who they call back to, they're like, oh, I want them alive. You're like, oh, fuck. That even just raises the stakes. Because like not only mm-hmm. he wants them alive, but he's going to torture them just like they were torturing that guy. Yeah. Like that was just the immediate like, oh, that's going to be it. Oh. So like, for me, that just raised the stakes immediately too. Yeah. Yeah. And so we quickly you do see that um, because they had called back up um, before, well, like as soon as they found the, the confirmed that this was a, an ID like uh, where they were building them. And so mm-hmm. like they did, blow, they did, you know, luckily for John's team, they did blow up the IEDs at the site. And then shortly after John and Ahmed escaped, you do see reinforcements come in a helicopter to take out um, the remaining mm-hmm. uh, t- Taliban soldiers and they collect the bodies and they see. You do see one soldier say that um, everybody from the 33rd is here except for uh, the sergeant and the interpreter. Yeah. Um, so the American, um, the U.S. Army is aware that, you know, they're still out there. They don't know if they're alive or dead, but they are aware that their bodies mm-hmm. haven't been recovered. So at the same time, you see John and um, Ahmed fleeing um, in this kind of forest in the desert-ish. And so you're saying that the American soldiers couldn't have used those nice helicopters to look for uh, John and Ahmed? Just out of curiosity, I mean, it's you know? a lot of desert guys. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of helicopters, and they got a lot of satellite. That's images. bringing in the, the Eagles from the Lord of the Rings again. Like I don't <laughs> want to. Get into it. <laughs> Yo, movie needs to movie. This and this movie needs to movie. But I'm like, oh man, come on, like. Because with how realistic other parts are, I'm like, please tell me that if this was the case, you would do like a couple laps with a helicopter mm-hmm. just to check. Come on, guy. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but so they they get away from the Taliban. I think with the help of the the U.S. Um, the re, re, the reinforcements coming from the U.S. military, they, they get away from for a bit. And John sits down and says, "You know, I think we I think we're good for now." And yeah. you just see, I think this was a great scene too. We're just talking about the acting between both <laughs> actors. So obviously John has just lost his entire troop. Um, and you know, he's, he's gotten away with his life. So he's just, it's a very, he's very emotional. And he's just yeah. kind of sitting stand, with his back to Ahmed, just staring into the, um, staring kind of into nothingness, really like thinking, mm-hmm. of, you know, um, and contemplating one, what to do next and, you know, about what just happened. And I think it was a very important scene because you see Ahmed wanting to say something, but not knowing what to say. Yes. Wanting yes. to reach out, but not know, you know, not knowing what was the right thing to do. And it was just like this very powerful scene. No mm-hmm. words are said, but just the the emotion between both of them. Because it was like, obviously, they both just survived something. Yeah. Um, and it was just like all those emotions come over them and they don't know how to. Well, actually, I think more Ahmed. He doesn't know how to comfort John or mm-hmm. anything like that. So he just kind of, he wants to, but he doesn't. Yeah. I thought that was like just a, a very great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like talking about earlier how they're soldiers. So they, they this is, techn- even though this crazy thing just happened, this is just another day. So John kind of like 
he has that moment and immediately was like, okay, we need to, I think we can rest here or something like that. He's already come up with a plan, but like, how are we, you know, how are we going to move um, after this? Um, and so, so they rest there for the night. And then in the morning, uh, John says, you know, you know, we're X amount of, or I think he was like, they were a hundred clicks away or something like that from the base. Something, um, and so they needed to, uh, they, but they needed to move because the Taliban was on them. Yeah. And so you do see that recruits have come to search for them. And this was another intense scene because, once again, you know the state. Like you said, now that you know the state, when mm -hmm. you know the stakes from the Taliban, they want them alive to torture them. Um, you know how far away they are from home. They don't have backup or anything like that. So, like, the stakes are very high. Yeah. Um, and then so you see certain exchanges where, like, um, they can't use their they, – they have guns. Oh, this is a one funny scene. That, you know, it was intense. But like, the, uh, John gives um, uh, Ahmed a, uh, an AK forty-seven or something like that because yeah. he, like I said, in the earlier scene, he had taken his gun from him because he mm. had attacked the soldier. Um, so he gives him a, an AK forty-seven, and they're running from the Taliban. They fall down some hill, and then John goes, "Where's your gun?" And he says, "Somewhere at the top of the hill." And I'm just like, Fit. "Yeah, I'm like come on." <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so he gives <laughs> gives him a handgun or whatever. But once again, they can't even use these guns just yet because mm -hmm. any you know any gunfire will alert um, the Taliban to their location. So like you do see, you do see them take out a few more shoulders uh, sol soldiers. Sorry, um, they probably take out their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> you take out a soldier, their shoulders done. All right, yeah, just too. Uh, <laughs> they take out a few soldiers um, and to get more ammo and guns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, are able to escape, you know, evade capture again. And they uh, they get to this uh, abandoned house in the middle yeah. of the desert, which even I was just like, I, I feel like they're going to find you. Like, yeah, that doesn't let's seem like you're the best idea. I know they're tired or whatever, but it was like, let's just keep moving. You know, yeah. the more distance you get, you know, between. But so they stop at the house uh, for a bit and they rest. And then, oh, also, since they were taking out soldiers, they got weapons and ammunition and they also got a radio from one of the <clears throat> from one of the soldiers so like at some point uh the next day uh they noticed that they, they're getting reception from the from the walkie-talkie or from the radio mm -hmm. and obviously if they if they're getting that reception if they can hear them then that they're pretty close and they mentioned that uh they see a house and like john goes well there weren't too many of those around <laughs> here so like we yeah. We need to move. And so John is like looking out and it was like, this is, I think, talking about the score again, where just like, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I've seen movies. I was like, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah. And so like, as he's like surveying the house to see, you know, if they're, if they're around, uh, he gets shot mm -hmm. uh, once. And then he was, I think he's like, it was, I think, I guess it's a, a fight or flight response, but he just immediately starts firing into the air yeah. without like actually seeing <laughs> Once again, I've never been shot, so I'm not going to judge somebody's, you know, how they react to it. But it was like immediately just starts firing. Into the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he gets hit again. I think he gets hit in the arm and um, somewhere in the arm and then in the leg. Yep. So he's yeah, down. Yeah. And then you see the, the three Taliban soldiers swarm him. Um, and like, so they're dragging him away. And one guy's like very, very like, like just upset. I think it's because they killed you know, one of his friends or some or like a family member or something like that. Yeah, he just, he was like, he, and he's saying he must die. He must die. And then his fellow soldiers are just like, you know, you know, that we, the, um, the bosses want them alive. 
Um, yeah. And so he, uh, uh, I guess not pistol whips, but he hits uh, John in the head with the butt of his uh, machine gun. And this is where this was an interesting scene too, where we're just like um, talking about the score. Where as soon as he hits John in the head, like the 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 um, the movie goes silent, and you kind of yeah. get John's um, reaction to it. We're just like he's obviously yeah, a bit concussed; his head starts bleeding a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, so they dragging him away. The blood goes down. Like that was what, like as soon as like it was yeah. silent, yeah. and then as soon as the blood trickles down, like it's like a harp of like. You know what I mean? With like the blood going down. I'm like, that was well done too. I was like, okay, good, nice job, editors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, they're dragging John away, and immediately you see uh, them taken out by uh, Ahmed, mm-hmm. and he realizes that it uh, John's you know hurt or whatever, and he says we're going home, and yeah. he's like, uh, we can't. You know, they're they're searching for us, so we can't take the main roads. He changes into. I think one of the um, the robes or something like that that the Taliban were wearing um, mm-hmm. to cover up his uh, military uniform, which is frustrated me because I was just like, "Well, take it all off, not just some of it." Yeah, you know. Um, and he builds like kind of this makeshift raft so he can carry uh, John through the desert. And mm-hmm. this is a, a majority of the movie. This is the big part of I think the whole draw to it, where Ahmed is literally just carrying John through the Af- Afghanistan desert. Yeah. Um, and so he, they get to one place, you know, obviously they have to hide from when the Taliban scouts are around. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to one place. He uses the money that John has in his, uh, in his pack to buy a, a car. So obviously they can, you know, they can get, you know, a little bit further. And then mm-hmm. I think once that runs out of gas, um, or he realized that, uh, John needs medicine or something like that. He's not going to make it. So they, they find kind of these guys in an outpost. And this is another instance where you get the locals being um, not agreeing with the Taliban. So mm-hmm. they talk to the guys. Um, and obviously, like, the there's a bounty on both their heads. So, like, people are searching for them. And, yeah. And he shows this one guy. He was like, this is, you know, my friend is really sick. He needs drugs mm-hmm. or whatever. And he shows the guy that it's John, obviously this American soldier, and he goes, you're who they're looking for. And then he immediately says, well, we hate the Taliban, so I'll help you. Mm -hmm. So he trades the truck um, for a cart and some drugs. And Was it heroin or opium? I thought it was opium. So he said that he was really in the um, heroin game. You know, Ahmed said that. His brother, yeah, his brother was. His brother was like, I wasn't sure if the the drugs he got for John during the the, but. Anyway, he yeah. gets drugs well, opium to is John. You, know, you just refine it more, right? There's like poppy yeah. seeds, opium, refined opium gives you heroin. Do something with the heroin, it gives you, I don't fucking know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Drugs are bad. All right. Um, clearly, you didn't listen to Biggie's The Ten Crack Commandments. Uh, yeah. All right. In fifth grade, when they gave us all this information <laughs> with Dare, they were like, hey, kids, drugs are bad. This is how you get drugs and how you make drugs in your basement at home. Don't do them. And I'm like, all right. Don't do it. <laughs> you're just taking notes like hmm, all right all right all right all right <laughs> uh, but so he um yeah he trades the car for a cart and drugs and this is you see more of his uh determination and resilience he's like because they have to use the mountain passes mm-hmm. uh to get to so there's one one scene where he's pushing the cart up a hill and he just he can't do it anymore but he like takes some you know takes some time um thinks about you know why he's doing this and he finds the strength to continue on yeah and this is where you see he's he can see the the base in the distance so he's made it 
Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I think you see John's reaction. He's like kind of still out of it because he's very heavily concussed. You know, he's losing blood and stuff like that. So, but he, so he, he's not really all there, uh, yeah. John. Yeah. And all so, I want to just say right about before, this part uh, we, yeah. we just had because you know obviously it's it's a long part of the movie, but just again, Darcelim pl- does it amazing. You really see like the man versus man, man versus nature. You know, like the stuff they talked about in like mm-hmm. seventh grade English class. <laughs> you know what I mean, like the basic conflicts: man versus man, man versus nature, man versus society. You see all of it. All right, here you see, and then mm-hmm. as you're just going through, and he just does a phenomenal job. And Jake Gyllenhaal plays a great injured person, but you know, like this is Darcelim of just like going forward. <laughs> Doing amazing here. <laughs> the easiest shooting days for Jake Jovan. Oh, there's real quick, right, right before we get to this yeah. ending. Um, at one point when they did have the car, mm-hmm. um, he has uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal wrapped in a rug in the back of the truck. And yeah. they get stopped by some Taliban scouts. Mm-hmm. And he's like real nervous. He you know, puts the... His, uh, the the scarf up over his face and they just say you know our car broke down uh can you drive us you know you know this far or whatever yeah and so one guy gets in the passenger seat of the truck and then the other three get into the back yeah where the rugs are and you're like holy shit like they you're bringing this like mm-hmm. but luckily they don't you know they don't recognize um they don't see john in the back and they don't know what Ahmed looks like, right? They yeah. know they're looking for two American troop soldiers, but they don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was a that was an interesting change between uh, uh, Ahmed and the the Taliban. Yeah. But anyway, so like he realized that. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say Ahmed has ice in his veins, man. Every that's what literally yeah. I just wrote my notes. I was like, ice in that motherfucker's veins, because like the th- two or three times he just like bluffs his way past Taliban. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Ice in his face. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> so uh, he reaches the top of the mountain and he sees that the base isn't isn't far. He can mm-hmm. see you know see the base um, is pretty close. So uh, he comes I guess towards the bottom of the mountain. And he stops at this like little um, this this uh, stand that's selling like fruits and water and stuff like that because he's obviously thirsty. So he um, asks for water gets the water, gives some to John, you know, takes some himself. And I think right as he's about to leave, you see a, a truck with uh, three Taliban soldiers in it. Mm-hmm. And they get out, ask for water from the, the vendor or whatever. And as they're standing there, one of the soldiers, so there's one at the, at the vendor, you know, buying stuff. There's one standing near the cart uh, with John in it. And there's another guy in the truck. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the guy recognizes um, he sees John's boots and like yeah. hanging out the edge of the and this is what I was saying it was just like has he not yeah. like it's not like John's walking he doesn't need the boots mm-hmm. like, but anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, he recognizes John's boots and then he um, removes like the cover off of his face and notice that he's an American and immediately um, <clears throat> Ahmed jumps into action so he shoots that guy yep. he shoots the guy who discovered John he shoots the guy that's at the vendor no, no, sorry. He shoots the the guy that's um in the truck, mm-hmm. and then the guy that was at the vendor like goes to attack him, and then he has to. I think he ran out of bullets, so he has to um, kill him with his bare hands. Yeah. And then as soon as he's you know he's done that, uh, some American soldiers uh, come up and tell him to get on the ground, and then they recognize that John is in you know in the um because he's uh, Ahmed says I have one of yours. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And. 
they recognize that it's John Kenley. Mm -hmm. um, so they immediately like get John, you know, to a hospital. So I think it jumps to four weeks later. Yeah. Or something like, like that. Knows. Yeah. Yeah. John wakes up in a hospital in LA and then uh, three weeks after that, he's back home. And um, I think Declan stops by or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy from that who would give me intel in the beginning. And he's um, basically saying that because John really doesn't remember anything about the journey, right? The last thing he could possibly remember is being at the house before he got shot and attacked. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you see he's, he gets flashes of the journey, but it really doesn't, you know, he can't really piece anything together. So he, he and he ended up getting a medal as well. But he was like, it should have gone to Ahmed because I didn't do anything. Yeah, it wasn't me yeah, coming across everything. Yeah, yeah. So you see, uh, these this um, and this is a, like this. So they have a conversation about how Ahmed became a local hero mm -hmm. because he saved John and took down those three Taliban guys. And now there's a bounty on his head from the Taliban. And John is confused because he was like, "We promised him and his family a um, a, you know, visas to mm -hmm. protect them." Um, why isn't it going through? And like Declan's like, you know, the whole system or whatever. So John, it starts at day one and where he's calling like every day trying to get these visas, but he was just like, no, I don't, you know, I don't know the baby's name or like, why does that matter? Can we just, we need to get these people out of there. No, they don't have time. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it starts from day one and it goes to like day 39 where he's just constantly frustrated. He's like having sleepless nights. And then during the nights he's having sort of flashbacks of what happened in the desert. Yeah. Um, and he. This is where I think you get the first uh, monologue with him laying in bed. I am the man who cannot sleep. You know, who cannot rest. And I'm just like, what? I am the one who knocks. Yeah. Like with that, I was like, ah, just because it was like he was like cussing people out on the phone, which I get, and like mm -hmm. even that was a little bit. But then he was like sitting there, and like you see him like use so much soldier rhetoric and talk, and then all of a sudden he's just like, I'm the man who rests but cannot rest, and I'm like. All right, you, you're kind of losing me a little bit here. Clearly, his, his theater troupe is doing Macbeth yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. You know, like, and that was the thing. It's like, I am hooked. And I was like, okay. You know, like, for the most part, again, well acted. But yeah, some of the monologues mm -hmm. here, I was like. I, I, I guess I can agree with that. But I think it's just, it's one of those things, where, like, because he's Jake Gyllenhaal, I do want to see him do that. Yeah, for I, sure. I do want that. But anyway, so it's just like, it's literally plaguing him. Like you said, he can't sleep because of the fact that this man, he owes this man his life mm -hmm. and he may lose his because of the fact that the U.S. military is failing him. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, his wife kind of has, a, it talks with him and says, you know, kind of get, I guess, gives him the okay because she can tell that he, he feels that he owes this man a debt that he can't pay back. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he can't sleep. He can't, he can't eat. Like he, it's going to plague him until he's able to repay uh, yeah. Ahmed for what he did. And, and even she says like this family owes him. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not just John because of the fact that I was in, I think it goes to talking about military families and it was just like, it's not the men and the mm -hmm. men and women in the military um, that suffer. It is, you know, the people who love them as well. Yeah. Um, and so she kind of gives him the okay, say they'll, they'll um, like, uh, do a second mortgage on the house or something like that but to get the money. Second mortgage works is they'll do a cash out refinance of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so get that that equity. 
<laughs> we just searching scripts for mortgage terms or for real estate terms. <laughs> we only do these movies from now on. I'll explain the process. In it was weird. The bad guy script had something about you know a second lien or something <laughs> like that. Like, they got a lien on the property. I can talk about liens on the property. <laughs> Lord. And so uh, yeah, so she they agree to she agrees to um, to uh, yeah. They agrees to get him the money because they know a guy. Mm-hmm. A, a Declan knows a guy in Afghanistan named Parker. Yeah, that can you know can he's like a, a private you know mercenary or contractor that can mm-hmm. help him uh, find Ahmed and get his family out of there. Yeah, um, because John at some points decides, and it, this is in the trailers. He was just like, I guess I got to go in and get him myself. But obviously, he can't do it himself because the U.S. military isn't going to let him back. So this is where you get one his wife saying that they're going to get the money to pay Parker. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one hundred fifty thousand or something yep. like that. Yeah, one hundred fifty grand um, to help out. Yeah, so they get the money, and then but it, Declan is like, you know, it doesn't matter if you find him if we don't get those visas. So then mm-hmm. he goes to the colonel, um, and this is I think another intense scene. This with, one was you know, a little great actor, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like. Uh, you know he's he says you know he's frustrated and stuff like that. I think the he thinks that the 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 colonel's gonna chastise him because they have recordings of every exchange he's had with the the U.S. government on the phones trying to get the visas, and the last one where he's like drunk and frustrated mm-hmm. and he's threatening the the uh, customer service person. It's just some poor um, young private. He's like, I will bash your yeah. brains in. I was like, all right, that's a little excessive. <laughs> <laughs> but um. And then he says, you know, like, um, basically, the colonel, you owe me, like, and mm-hmm. this is where you get, like, John saved the colonel from, uh, I guess, uh, they had been ambushed as well or something like that. And he saved the colonel, so that's why he got the position that he got and all these different things. So it was just like, you owe me. I need you to get those visas. Mm-hmm. So now you, um, they head to Parker, and on his way, he finds out that the colonel has gotten the visas. Now he just needs to find Ahmed and his family get him out of there. Um, at the same time, you do see that Ahmed has gone into hiding. Um, and I think there was a, a great scene there where just like the Taliban has, um, they're raiding some little uh, a village and a guy is sitting out, you know, in the in the square and he calls Ahmed mm-hmm. and he says, you know, the Taliban is here, they're looking for you. And so there's an intense scene where like they're, t- they're searching house to house. They've killed some some poor man um in the in the square mm-hmm. um because he, he you know he doesn't you know he won't give up the location and so they one guy comes into the back door of ahmed's where ahmed's hiding he has to take him out silently and then get his family out um and so they they have to move once again so that they're, they're showing the intensity and it was like they're running out of time because there's a bounty on ahmed's head the taliban doesn't like the the legend that mm-hmm. has um become of Ahmed for him, you know, going up against them. And so John gets to uh, Afghanistan under a fake name because obviously that, you know, the U.S. military is, is searching for him because they know if John Kinley's back in Afghanistan, it's only for one reason. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to Parker um, and Parker says, you know, it's just bad timing. We got another contract. Um, they, well, they had know, like some they dignitary. agreed. Yeah, they had like they were agreed set upon like this. Yeah. Were the dates we're going to do it? But then Parker's like, "Yo, something came from the higher ups. We need to do this, and then we'll be able to do your thing now in three days versus right now." Yeah. Like agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which honestly, seventy-two right. hours. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, it's. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's it's you know up in the air. What, what would you do? But it was just like you can. Parker said you can go on. on I will give you the supplies and the contacts. Mm-hmm. You can go alone, or you could you know just wait three days. Yeah. Um. But John, you know, saying like, oh, they don't have three days, so he gets weapons, and a car, and a contact who is uh, Ahmed's brother, mm-hmm. who um is works in the uh, in the drug game, and he actually does dealings with the Taliban. That is the only reason he's still alive for the yeah. most part. Um. And so John goes out goes out alone. He meets with uh, Ahmed's brother, who gives him the location. But he says, "Oh, you can't take your truck. You know they're gonna mm-hmm. see you coming." And so they put him in this. Um, I guess it's like a U-Haul, the equivalent of a U-Haul. And yeah, um, like the brother has like his own guys who can like go and you know have trucks that can go and like transport around. So mm-hmm. then the brother gives John. You know, one of his trucks with a driver to then drive them through some of the Taliban mm-hmm. checkpoints because he have the he has the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, so now John is headed towards um, Ahmed Ahmed's location, mm-hmm. and Parker told him right before he left, he was like, um, "Here's a sat phone. You tell us, you know, once you once you find him, uh, oh, because he told him that the the location. He was like, All right, so here's the extraction point. You yeah. just let us know, and we'll be there." Mm-hmm. So he's headed to get Ahmed and his family. They get stopped once, and the the driver is able to kind of use his like um, kind of bribe them to let him go. But then they get stopped a second time, and I think maybe they have more intel this time or something like that. And I the think Taliban he was overzealous. Like, yeah, they, it was like because the first uh, Taliban guy was like, "Cool, here's the paper." It was like a regular checkpoint. Go for it. The other time he was like, "I don't care." He's like, let me see. And I was like, "You're a dick, yeah. <laughs> that guy." <laughs> But so, uh, yeah, the second checkpoint, the the soldiers are a little bit more pushy. They want to check the back of the truck, mm-hmm. and then they start threatening the driver. And this is when John takes out both the two of the the soldiers, mm-hmm. and they, um, you know, they hide the bodies. But there's another truck that was there, um, where a guy see, you know, sees them kill the two soldiers, yeah. and he calls up the higher ups in the Taliban, and he's like, um, you know, it's a little suspicious. Uh, um, so they. That now they're being followed. John and the driver are being followed. Sorry, it's a little. Sus- hey, this guy just killed two of our guys. This is a little suspicious. Just, you... <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna raise an alarm. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I don't want to. Want to let you know. I'm not superstitious. Little stitches. Little stitch. Little, little, little stitch. Just a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they drive, and I think I appreciated this next part, but it was just like they drive to this um, the village that. Um, Ahmed is in, obviously being followed by a Taliban scout, and John sees Ahmed, and he says, um, do you remember the the line he uses? A lot of dogs around about, here. Yeah, 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 which is something I called back to earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I, what I was saying, I like this part, it was just like, they didn't, because I thought it was going to be like a, a like a, um, like a man on fire or like him searching, mm-hmm. you know, throughout Afghanistan for uh, Ahmed or something like that. But they really got right to the point. Yeah. I think because the, the biggest part was that trek through the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't need to really draw it out with him finding um, Ahmed and his family. Yeah. So like there's a nice exchange and a, a cool exchange between Ahmed and John where it's just like he kind of surprised that he's there. But he was like, you, you know why I'm here. You yeah. saved my life. I'm going to save yours. I have the, I have the visas for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a truck. I'm going to get you out of here right now. Um, and so John, sorry, Ahmed takes uh, John to meet his wife. And I think their newborn son, right? Yeah. And well, he's like two or three months old now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, sorry, not newborn, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, 
she, you know, he he tells her that this this is John, mm-hmm. um, and that you know he's here to take us to America, and you just see that relief mm-hmm. um, flood over her because you know it's it's over. Obviously, she's been in the same hell that Ahmed has been in this whole time. Yeah, um, and so they immediately leave, but at the same time, the the scout uh, recognizes he takes pictures of both Ahmed and John and says, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's John Kendall." Yeah. So that must be um, and so like the higher ups from the Taliban, I was like, oh, we're sending a bunch of men there. So it's like, mm-hmm. once again, now you're on the clock. They don't know, but the audience does. Yeah. Um, and so they drive. Oh, it's also because of the fact that they have a tal- uh, like a, a spy in the in the city. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And so uh, they load up into the the U-Haul or whatever, the family and John and the driver, and they drive off to go to the extraction point. He is already called Parker. And um, so that, you know, they're on their way. And then right as they leave the city, the Taliban, you know, backups come up, come as well. Mm -hmm. So like now there's a chase. I think you get this quick scene of Parker. Um, they had looked up uh, John's name and find out that he's not, his name is not Ron, whatever. Yeah. They, 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 they had met him as he's actually John Kenley. So like they call in, oh, they need, oh, we need the big guns because he's on the Taliban's most wanted yeah. list or whatever. Uh, so uh, John and um, Ahmed realizing that they're being chased, they you know they shoot at the the Taliban soldiers. There's, and then once again, back into this act, these action scenes. There's like there are stakes here. Now it's mm-hmm. not just John and uh, Ahmed who are soldiers. You have. The innocent truck driver who's just you know just helping out you have the wife and the kid so it's just like well, there's there's so that, many there's... you have the innocent heroin uh smuggler just throwing that out there <laughs> <laughs> wow. i don't know what's in the back of this truck okay i'm just getting it from point a to point b baby <laughs> no just throwing that out there yeah but yes but no now like i'm his wife and child are in it too How american of you to point out the actual truth stop <laughs> damn <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so like now they're they're being chased by the Taliban. So like they mm-hmm. shoot out some tires and take out some of the trucks, some of the the trucks that are following them, and then they get to this um, this underpass to a bridge. Yeah. And so John says, "Park the truck," um, kind of blocking so they can block the way before that, so that other trucks can't follow them. And then he puts a, a grenade under the uh, the gas tank of the truck. It explodes, mm-hmm. and now you see that they can't. Um, it's gonna obstruct them from driving yeah. like through, uh, uh, you know, past the bridge. So like they, um, John and Ahmed and his uh, the the family, they they hold up on the bridge. I think he gives uh, the driver a gun so mm-hmm. that he can help out. And now they're just waiting for Parker to kind of show up. And as this is intense because of the fact that. Eventually, the um, the Taliban soldiers are able to move the truck. So, like now, they're kind of swarming the bridge as well, mm-hmm. um, and they're running out of am- ammo. And this, they have another slow motion. As I told you after the movie, yeah. I was like, I gotta hate Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder did this shit the slow motion. <laughs> It was just like it was like the all is lost all moment, is lost like, moment. And, you used to, and it's a great shot. It is a great shot of Jake Gyllenhaal just like looking deadpan straight ahead of like I have failed. I have caused Ahmed and his wife mm-hmm. and child to now die while like bullets and everything are whizzing over him and Ahmed look at each other and it's like uh, for the record Ahmed's like hey man you tried it, it was like he was like you tried your best yeah. I get it but like everyone's like the and Ahmed's wife is like oh god I'm gonna die but like everyone's just okay all hope is lost while like the you know debris de- the debris if you will 
floats around them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but in comes Parker in this um well one of the this plane that is just like firing at um at all of the Taliban soldiers in the mountains and on the bridge. So he takes them they, they take them all out and then once that's uh clear uh, Parker is on the other side of the bridge with trucks. They get a medic for the um, the driver who had been shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get them on a chopper and they immediately get them out of there. And then you see that um, they have the visas for them. So mm-hmm. they're officially going to America. Um, and then you kind of have that exchange. That I think the in- ending shot is John and uh, Ahmed sitting across from one another. And it was just like, I think John can finally like rest because of the fact that he's paid his debt to the man who saved his life. Yeah. Um, and then it pans off again and you get more um, more text. And I think this is, this text was Im- important as well because it was just saying that um, during the, the t- our America's time in um, Afghanistan, about 300 interpreters were killed beca- by the Taliban because they were working with the United States government. And then over... Um, a thousand more are still in hiding. Well, yeah, so that was um, so not that was um not over the time. So they weren't counting because I'm sure honestly it might have been more. But yes, yeah, since so August, I think it was August 2021 when America pulled out of Afghanistan. Yes. the only political mm-hmm. thing where is all like all the American troops pulled out of Afghanistan. So basically, Afghanistan didn't have any support from the U.S. at this point in time. So the Taliban, who the United States and other Afghan militias were fighting against. Taliban has now taken over um, Afghanistan again, and then in that time, all the uh, the interpreters, other employees, and other people that the Americans were using uh, to help them in that, like since the Taliban has taken over, there's at least 300 documented cases, according to the movie, uh, 300 documented cases yeah, yeah. of uh, interpreters and people that worked for the United States in Afghanistan at the time being killed, and thousands more in hiding because the Taliban wants to find them and potentially kill them. I don't know. There's yeah. been a lot of back and forth of the Taliban saying, "No, we just want them so we can work with them," and people being like, "No, no, they want us so they could kill them." You know, there's. I don't know enough to really comment besides that information. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you see a bunch of pictures of like um, soldiers and the interpreters that they, or other soldiers that they were working mm-hmm. with from Afghanistan. And then you see covenant, and the definition of covenant is a bond, a pledge, or a commitment. Yeah. And at the, at the and then, you know, uh, end credits. End credits, which that was a pretty good way of just, you know, it's, so yeah. So at the end of every movie, we always like to revisit our original uh, reviews at the beginning and see if they change. So Mike, your zero to five, did it change? Nope. Uh, four style. Like I said, the, the the few qualms that I had about the um, some of the pacing with the 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 slow mo scenes and mm-hmm. stuff like that were um, kind of unnecessary. But um, no, a really really good movie. Um, uh, yeah, Form- performances were great. Action uh, set pieces were really good it really moved along mm-hmm. um like i said I, I i really appreciated in that third act it wasn't john just shooting his way through afghanistan yeah. looking for ahmed it was like oh no we know where he is we're getting him out boom yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um so yeah a, a solid movie solid four cool yeah i'm gonna keep my four as well um yeah my only re- like i agree with all the positives i think that if you you listen to this point you would have heard a lot of positives and i'm just going to reiterate my negative was that dialogue and then looking at this you know, they kind of touch on it, and that's why I liked John when he was talking to the colonel. He's like, you're a man that pays your debts. Pay your debt. And, like, and that was mm-hmm. goes into the covenant, right? So, like, that definition yeah. of, you know, at the end there. They could have played that 
potentially a little bit better, and that might have been that elevation to four and a half. It was just, I think, the dialogues and playing into the idea of that covenant or that promise a little more to bring it up uh, would make it that four and a half. But as a whole, yeah, very solid movie. Very happy I saw it. Gave it a four for sure. So yeah, so thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and our at Two Meddling Kids. If you want to send us an email, we are Two Meddling Kids at gmail.com. Mike, how can they reach out to you? At Days from Legendary on Instagram. Perfect. And if you'd like to reach out to me, I'm at EdHunt77. So again, this was a blast. I really liked this movie, especially because I figured a couple of the movies I haven't enjoyed quite as much. So this was a lot of fun. Um, but either way, everybody, we will see you next week. Catch you soon. Bye.